Hey folks, this is Jesse Cope, back with another episode of the American Soul Podcast. Hope y'all are doing well wherever you are, whatever part of the day it is for you. I appreciate y'all joining me and giving me a little bit of your time. I know that's a pretty precious commodity today, and as always, for those of y'all that continue to spread the word and share the podcast with others and help it to grow, I sure am grateful for that. It means a lot, and hopefully... As always, hopefully it helps our country just a little bit. I'm going to take one of our little walks down the road. Have some guineas and turkeys and a puppy dog. And a plane flying overhead, if you can hear that in the background. So we've got all sorts of stuff going on right now. At any rate, so what I would like to... I try pretty hard on this podcast not to dip directly into current events. Uh, Well, and maybe I don't do a very good job, but I try, we talk about current events, but we talk about them from a historical perspective primarily, or at least I try to. And I'm going to do that a little bit today, but I'm going to throw in two quotes from the last maybe seven to ten days at most by the first one is going to be by the Secretary of Education the current Secretary of Education and the second one is going to be by a gubernatorial candidate for the state of Virginia right now and both of them have to do with a parent's role in education. And I'm going to start there, and then we're going to read, we're going to try and put that in a little bit of historical context, folks, because I've said on this podcast a number of times that we have either moved past or we are almost past the point where the ballot box is really going to help us turn this country back around. And the reason why is, as many of our founders and leaders noted, uh, Adams is the one that I call to mind right now, if we don't have a moral and religious people talking about a people that follow the teachings of Christ, it doesn't matter who we elect or what party wins, we're still going to be taking more and more steps toward tyranny and oppression. And you can see that clearly today if you're paying attention at all. And so the key here is not politics first, because we've been trying this, folks, for decades, really, if you're honest. We've been saying, oh, the next, the next guy, the next guy, we're going to elect this next guy, and man, they're going to do so good that they're going to be the best candidate ever. And it just didn't work it's not at all and that's kind of, that's the definition of insanity right to keep trying the same thing over and over again but expecting a different result and we've had a few candidates here and there that have really helped try and turn the the country around and maybe they do for just a little while but inevitably folks we start to fall again and the reason we fall isn't primarily because of the candidate. It's because of the people electing the candidates. Because in in our republic, in America, with freedom and liberty, you have 
to have self-control. You have to be willing to do the right thing on your own without being forced to. When you can't do that, that's when you get dictatorship. That's when you get socialism, communism. That's when you get that kind of oppressive tyranny and control. And it's, it's repeated textbook example after example throughout the world, throughout history, especially over the last hundred years, folks. So we're going to start with these two quotes. And as I said, the first one is from the current Secretary of Education, who is, I'm, I may murder this name, folks, I apologize, Miguel Cardona. And this was September the 30th. So what is that, about five days ago, four days ago? No, more like a week ago, more like a week ago. The Guineas have decided to come and be as loud as they can right next to me. So if you can't hear me, maybe that's a good thing, <laughs> but that's why. So this was in a Senate committee. I'm not gonna bore you with all the details, but this exchange, you can go look at them online. And the Secretary of Education was asked by one of the senators what he thought of parents who wanted to be more involved in education of their children, particularly after getting back from so many kids being out for COVID. Because a lot of the schools across the country shut down for anywhere from a year to a year and a half. Some of the schools are still doing a lot of virtual. So the question was, do you think parents should be in charge of their children's education as the primary stakeholder? And the response was, from Cardona, I believe parents are important stakeholders, but I also believe educators have a role in determining educational programming. So as with so many politicians, he kind of sidestepped, but the implicit statement there was no, parents are not the primary stakeholder in their children's education. That's just flat out what he was getting at. Parents are not the primary. They are not the ones who are most in charge of or should be most concerned with or should have the most control of their children's education. So that's the Secretary of Education's comment, who theoretically is helping direct and guide education nationally, right? The second quote is... Well, first, let me say that there's another quote in there that you can go look up. I'm not going to read it right now for a couple reasons, but it talks about the fact that some parents have gotten pretty up at arms at some of the decisions that are being made by school boards across the country. And the Secretary of Education made the comment that those parents were just mad because, quote, their guy lost, end quote. You can make of what you will from that. The second quote, however, is, again, within the last week or so, and this was a quote made by Governor Terry, uh, again, I'm going to murder this, folks, McAuliffe. And McAuliffe is the, he's the former Democratic governor in Virginia. And this is the, one of the final debates for the gubernatorial race there. In 2016, McAuliffe vetoed a bill that would have made Virginia the first state 
to require schools to warn parents of sexually explicit content in books and allow parents to block their children from reading those books. So McCulphy at that time, and this was 2016 when that bill was put forward, he vetoed that. And during this exchange, his comment on the fact that he vetoed that bill was, it was not that the parents had the right to veto books, but also to take them off the shelves, he said. I am not going to let parents come into schools and actually take books out and make their own decisions. I stopped the bill, and I don't think parents should be telling schools what they should teach. So again, folks, just point blank, the the parents shouldn't be able to tell the schools what they can and can't teach. And there's a little legitimacy there. I mean, if we, if uh, if education system bowed to every single whim of a parent, uh, that's ludicrous. But by the same token, the parents, and and this is where I'm really getting at, folks. The parents are the primary stakeholders in their children's lives, much less just their education. The parents should be. Now, we're going to look at this historically a little bit, and we're going to see that perhaps we've been doing a pretty poor job as parents across the country and, and taking on that role, and we've been pawning it off on other people a little too much. And now all of a sudden, those other people have taken our kids where we don't want them to take them, and, and we're acting surprised, right? Because here's the deal. This is not new, this idea of giving the state Because both of these gentlemen, the Secretary of Education and the former governor of Virginia, both of these gentlemen are saying implicitly, if not explicitly, the state via public education should be in control of students' education and really their lives, how they grow up, what values they're taught, how they're raised, what principles they're given. And as I said, this, this is not a new, this isn't something that has just come about all of a sudden. Right, And so we're going to read a couple of quotes, just a couple of pieces of quotes here that I've read quite a few times before. But realize this is 2021, right? And so the first quote I'm going to read is from John Dewey. And I'm going to read a couple of his, I think. I'm going to kind of fly through them, but you can pause the podcast and go back and listen to them again. There is no God and no soul. Hence, there are no needs for props of traditional religion. With dogma and creed excluded, then immutable truth is also dead and buried. There is no room for fixed natural law or permanent absolutes. Teaching children to read is a great perversion, and a high literacy rate breeds destructive individualism. The child does not go to school to develop individual talents, but rather are prepared as, quote, units, unquote, in an organic society. The change in the moral school atmosphere are not mere accidents. They are the necessities of the larger social evolution. So there, really, he's saying the school's in control of the kids, and the job of the schools is not to help children meet their full potential, but to make them cogs in the wheel in the machine, right? To make them better units for society. And then another, a second quote from him, if I can pull it up real quick is it went away okay here we go this is from 1928 
Statist schools in Soviet Russia are the marvelous development of progressive education, ideas, and practices under the fostering care of the Bolshevist government, the required collective and cooperative mentality. The great task of the school is to counteract and transform those domestic and neighborhood tendencies, the influence of home and church. So doubling down on that again, the school's job is to absolutely separate children from their families and separate their children from God. And then the last quote here, which I've read a number of times, I'm not going to read the thing in full, is from Vladimir Lenin back in 1921. Corrupt the young, get them away from religion, get them interested in sex, make them superficial, destroy their ruggedness. Get control of all means of publicity and thereby get people's minds off government by focusing their attention on athletics, sexy books and plays, and other trivialities. And there's a lot more there, folks, but what he's getting at is, again, separating our kids from what is good and wholesome and pointing them toward, I mean, he said outright toward athletics and toward sex. And we're doing a phenomenal job across the board at these things with our children. And so those three quotes, right, from a century ago, 1921 for Lennon, and then one of the quotes from 1928, and I don't have the other date off the top of my head for the other Dewey quote, but they're all getting at the same thing. The job of the school is to separate children from parents and the influence of parents and influence of God. That's what they were saying 100 years ago. Now, look at the quotes from our current Secretary of Education and from one of the governors of arguably one of our more influential states in the country about the fact that parents should not be in primary control of their children. Now, here comes the really uncomfortable part, right? We, a lot of us want to be all up in arms about this and go, oh my gosh, and rightfully so, we should be. However, what have we been doing for the last half century? The school day, and, and really you could, you could take it back farther than that, folks. The school day has gotten longer and longer. The school year has gotten longer and longer, but we really haven't moved the needle on higher math or science. It's not like we're getting them, with few exceptions, you have some kids going to college now with dual credit classes, right? They've got some extra hours, that's true. But your upper level science for the vast, vast majority of kids that did even take this route is still calculus. It was 30 years ago. The, the top science is still physics. It was 30 years ago, right? Uh, you might squeeze in an extra English class like Brit Lit or something, but your Spanish is still topping out at Spanish 4, regardless of if it's taught by a community college or taught by a high school teacher. Uh, English is still topping out, with the exception of a few classes. History is still basically the same, although we're doing a poorer and poorer job of teaching history, not because we don't have great teachers, but because of the requirements put on those teachers by states and the federal government, right? And so we're doing a worse job teaching. We're taking students away from their parents and from God. And then we want to look up and, and be totally befuddled, confused, shocked at the state of our country and our children. 
Well, we've given our kids away to education. They spend the vast majority of time, our kids spend way more time with coaches and teachers and administrators than they do with parents. Absolutely no argument there. You can't make that argument if you're being honest. There's no way to. Students get to school 7.30, they stay till 3.30 at the, at the earliest to ride the bus home, and most of them have extracurriculars that last well into 5.30 or 6.30. So you're going anywhere between nine to 11 hours a day with educators. And then if mom or dad, either one, make it home by five, you might have a couple hours with kids at night. And then maybe you might get an hour or so in the morning while you're scrambling to get ready to go to school, right? And then not only that, but because we have decided that we need so much money that we've got to be a two-income society, now we drop our kids off as early as six weeks at a daycare and pay somebody else to raise our kids. Or if we want to really try and be self-righteous, we say, well, I'm dropping off mine off with my parents. So it's they're, they're basically the same as me. So my grandparents, their kids' grandparents, we're going to let them raise them, Right? So we have these kids, and then we give them to other people more and more and more and more to raise. And then apparently we've done a pretty shoddy job of paying attention to what's being taught in addition to that, to where we've gotten to the point now where the Secretary of the Education and one of our prime state's governor candidates is saying, yeah, you don't, they're not yours anyway. And we want to act shocked. And, and then the kicker is that these people that want to do this have been telling us they want to do this for over 100 years. They laid it out. They didn't even hide it. It wasn't like they were saying, ooh, let's do this in secret. They flat out told us what they wanted to do with our children and how they wanted to get them and us focused on completely frivolous things and not pay attention to the important stuff and get them away totally divided from family and God. And yet we still want to act shocked. It's, it's insane, folks. And, and we're either cowards or I don't even know. Just don't care. Maybe, maybe we truly do feel helpless. You know, what do you do? I don't know. Um... You do see some interesting trends, though. There are two articles that I read within the last week or two talking about the national homeschool average has gone from 5.4% in 2019, I believe, or 2018 to 11.6% nationally in 2020. That's a pretty huge jump, folks, of kids that are now spending the majority of their time primarily sexist or otherwise this is the way it works primarily with their mothers at home and you got to think folks because i've seen quite a few homeschoolers yes there are going to be some out there who do it for the wrong reasons and they just want their kids at home for whatever reason they don't really care they're not going to teach me anything but a huge chunk and i would argue growing percentage of parents are doing a pretty phenomenal job and so now not only are kids being taught math and science and social studies, history, English, foreign language even, because there's so much good curriculum out there. Now they're also being around primarily, again, mom at home and likely learning 
either how to be a good wife and mother, right, on the girl's side, or what kind of wife and mother they really want to look for on the boy's side, and a lot of the domestic skills, even simple stuff, folks, that that our kids just aren't graduating with from education anymore, like information about car loans or house mortgages or balance a checkbook, right? And if you don't believe that, folks, you can just go t- go find any local educator that's honest and talk to them about this stuff. And if they're really being honest, they're going to back it up because it's what's going on. Something's got to give, folks. So just a little food for thought. And as I said, I try not to dip into super current events too often. And I've gone quite a bit over time and I apologize for that. I sure do appreciate y'all for sticking with me. But go look up those quotes for yourself so that you can see not only the one by our current Secretary of Education, but also by the Virginia gubernatorial gubernatorial candidate. And then a couple of those quotes by Dewey and Lennon. And see that we're doing a pretty good job of being right on track for people that don't want anything other than to destroy this country and our families and communities. On that cheerful note, I think I have harassed y'all long enough. Thank y'all so much again. And y'all have a wonderful rest of your day. Wherever you can, folks, spread the truth and the influence a little bit. You never know when the tide may turn. You just never know. You just got to keep fighting. Y'all have a wonderful day. God bless y'all. God bless America. We'll talk to y'all again real soon.